Let's kickstart it, man. What's up, my PewCast fam? Hope you guys having a puking good day. And as always, welcome to Asia Web3, motherfuckers. I'm Puke representing Rock Radio family. Our mission is simple. To discuss the latest NFT news update, review case study, bring up Asia projects and community, but but most importantly, to be at the forefront of any DGEM play, you know, any interesting stuff to make some money. And I'm excited today because you know what, guys? We have big time. We have metrics. We have big fish with us today. And, you know, basically, they are all big players in the space. And I would love to know what they are doing. But before we get started on it, Maeve, it's time for the GM news. Let's hit it. G-Dub, your term is up. All right, let's go. GM, GM. Today is the 4th of April, 2023. It is Tuesday. So we go through uh, the daily TradFi update. Um, as you know, global macro events are still related to crypto prices. So here's a short summary on TradFi to help you make better crypto decisions. Um, over to the US market, S&P 500 is up 0.4%. NASDAQ is down 0.3%. And the major tech stocks down 0.8%. Over to Europe, FTSE 100 is largely flat. Uh, and note on Europe, ECB, European Central Bank Governing Council member Robert Holzman said another 0.5% hike still on the cards if the bank recent banking turmoil did not worsen. Okay, over to Asia, Hong Kong is down 0.7%. Japan is up. 0.3%, Singapore up 0.9%, China, Shanghai up 0.5%, and Korea up 0.3%. So that's the update for today. Over to Pukas Maves. Thanks, G, to my M. Uh, now I'll get right into it. So, um, first dimensionals gameplay teaser dropping this Wednesday. Uh, the uh, Also, first other side meta relic by Gucci. Uh, it will be a pendant and the sale starts 6th of April. Coda decoupling and vessel claim will happen later this week and Animoca will be the official LOTM, Legends of the Mara, official dev partner. Digimonks Queen revealed to be the most valuable at the upcoming Legendary Auction. Imaginary One's Bubble Rider drifting game is ready for beta testing. Star 4 Arena reveals Jungle Beast and second map for play Lastly, Zeneca partners with Little Atlas and presents Community Map. Back to you, Puke. All right, all right. So before we kickstart in terms of you know what, what we are discussing right now, just a little update for you guys who are at the audience, you know, courtesy from the speakers that we have today. Basically, Gamefish is providing five guarantee whitelists. Um, Big Time is providing three beta test spots. You know, it's a first time, uh, first come, first serve. And Matrix is providing one silver pass. So guys, this today, we have a lot of giveaways. So all you have to do is like, retweet the space and comment one thing, right? One thing that you like about Game 5 
and you know why you are big in you know all of these three players so all you have to do is do three things all right and then you will be entitled to win but you know before we forget about it we are also having our pull up by the end of the show i'm going to do a snapshot uh and basically you know once pubcast posts the link all you have to do is click on the link click on you know basically that pull up is a nasi lemak that i designed basically i'm back in malaysia it's my favorite food so stay tuned because you know what we are going to wrap up so many things all right mave 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 let before we go into you know the topic of game five i want to talk a little bit in terms of like you know the other side dimension because these are all related to game as well right and are we seeing you know how previously you know we, we talk about this like other side meta that whole game is only for that you know two two to three hours and then after that you know instantly uh the game is end they go into the next thing which is legend of mara apparently you know everybody is so hyped but with so much things going on you know basically they have a side side kind of like a side quest right uh launching you know uh gucci pendant with you can pair up with kodas um tell me more man what do you think is all this about is it just a game or they are building like a super huge things with you know apparels uh digital collectibles what, what are your thoughts on this Pew 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 today. I feel like no, like I'm I'm pretty certain today is just like value action pack. Like thank you all all valuable, uh, very, very wonderful hosts, you know, uh, giving value, instant value, instant gratification, love it all. Sorry, sidetrack a little bit. But I mean like today I think like everybody and anyone in the NFT space, like other side meta, Yuga Labs, they're like popping off man. Like, like I think it's just, like a whole feed, everybody's just talking about it. But it was really uh, interesting to see how even like this uh, Gucci pendant is actually uh what was is actually a digital uh, approach, right? So you you get you you get an updated trait, well a permanently updated trait on your coda, and you also get the pendant, which I find very very interesting. And uh, surprisingly enough, uh, there will only be three thousand three hundred thirty three pieces, which is a bit on the lower side for from in my opinion at least. Maybe they're trying to test out things, or maybe Gucci doesn't want to do too many. But uh, I mean, like for me, like three thousand pieces for the Yuga is- ecosystem it is relatively small. Like I see it probably selling out pretty quickly, and uh, it's all powered by ApeCoin, right? I believe. So yeah, like I mean, I'm pretty sure it just out, like super quickly, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's powered by ApeCoin, and apparently, like um, Animoca itself, it's also like one of their dev partners as well. Um, you know. I mean, this is a relevant topic because like the way we see, you know, beginning of the year, we saw, for example, like, you know, it was that one one that uh, many four art thing and then later on moving to like animation studios, right? We have like Dimensional, sorry, we have Momoguru and then right now it's really, really big on like Game 5, for example, you know, Sane Web 3, Dimensionals and also like, you know, people are seeing or I, I feel like the mass adoption ever, ever since like the whole Gabriel Landon thing, right? Like people are really looking in terms of doing, you know, entering like Game 5 or Web3 gaming kind of stuff. But for me, all right, guys, just just honest, going to tell you guys that I'm not a huge gamer, but in terms of seeing how people actually play, like I saw the whole thing uh, last week when, you know, it's the other side meta, like you can see the number of users at one particular time, man, like it's, it is crazy. So, you know what, without further ado, today we have three speakers, definitely have tons of things to talk about. Let's welcome all of them on stage. Let's start with big time. Um, how are you doing? Uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself. 
Sure. Hi, guys. Thanks for inviting. My name is Ian, Chinese lead at Big Time. If you don't know what Big Time is,、uh, I just pinned a game clip on this Twitter space, so you can check it out. We are just like uh, uh, we are MMORPG. A lot of people call us Web Three, World of Warcraft, because like that's our goal. Like we play the same way as World of Warcraft. You team up with your friends, you run a dungeons together, and you pick a.、Uh, Better equipments, and you become stronger, more powerful. Then you can go to like higher level dungeon, pretty like addictive. And we founded by the founder and ex CEO of Decentraland.、Um, we started the project twenty、uh, twenty, and our goal is to make a really fun game and really accessible for Web two game players, because we feel like the、um, game five one point oh,、uh, typically like X Infinity. Their problem is the the game is not fun. Everyone like over ninety five percent of people、uh, play those games to make money, but you know where the money comes from. All the new players. Once you don't have enough new players,、uh, the old players will have less and less money to make. Then they start to sell the assets. Then、uh, everything will keep going down. So to solve that problem, we make the game really fun to attract more Web two game players to play the game. To consume it again, just like you play CS:GO and League of Legends, you know, you buy those skins not to make money, just to be happier, look cooler, you know. So it's the same in our game. The difference is like the item, the skin they buy is crafted by other Web three players who want to make money more than enjoying the game, you know. So it's like a super sustainable and really good economy. I'll explain more、uh, in the following questions. Thank you. Sure thing, sure thing. Thanks a lot. Like you know, when you talk instantly about Axie Infinity, I remember like you know entering entering like just a restaurant and seeing people playing it. Like they they literally not even looking at the screen, bro. Like they are just clicking, pressing on it, you know, just to farm that so called token, so that in the end of the day, and、uh, they are able to just sell it. But you know, this kind of thing doesn't bring that sustainability in terms of like you know stickiness and stuff like that. So. Really, really interested to dive down a little bit more in terms of you know how to make a game sticky and players would actually love it. All right, Gamefish, you are here. You know, I heard you have some difficulties. I hope you clear hear everything clear, my man. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, I I really saw Twitter Space was dragging me again, but、uh, fortunately, I'm here. So hello everyone! Thanks for having me today. Really happy to be here. I am Olivia. I am the COO of Gamefish. So Gamefish is the one-stop gaming hub that we're building for both Web three and Web two gamers.、Um, whether you are a veteran gamer in the Web three gaming space, or you are new here and looking for advice how you can start playing Web three games, Gamefish allows you to seamlessly explore and navigate this nascent space. With um, you know, it, um, we have integrations of various tabs and tools. Game ratings and reviews, guides, trending news, and insightful articles you can find on the Gamefish website. And um, um, we've seen how fast this space is growing and evolving. Everything is just a bit hectic right now. And give Gamefish aims to be a beacon of light to guide all gamers, crypto or non-crypto, on their journeys on Web three. So yeah, I'm really excited about what we're building. And guys, please check out. Um, our Twitter and website, which is still an early alpha demo, and we're open to any suggestions. Any suggestions you guys have? Thanks. 
Awesome, awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. So let's go on to metrics. How are you doing, bro? Hi, hello. This is Medor, uh, co-founder of uh, Matrix. Uh, thank you so much for giving us such a good stage and opportunity to uh, present a little bit about our platform. Uh, Matrix, in fact, is, uh, is backed by uh, top uh, international, especially top Asian investors such as Hana Financial Group, Amber, Hotkey, 7X, uh, etc. And what we are striving to do, trying to do, is really to deliver the best uh, possible products and also uh, mm, comparable to those Web2 players, especially like CSGO and Valorant. And uh, what we are trying to do is really to, to deliver a trilogy of multi-episode games with unified worldview stories, it's essentially focusing on uh, a dozen of years of war between uh, centralized data cartel and decentralized resistant troops. And so um, basically, uh, our game, in fact, according to those uh, estimates of those gamers and uh, uh, those testers participating in our uh, current actual uh, online mass, uh, massive online uh, testing events. Uh, our game is uh, like a Valgo. They called us a Valgo uh, because it is a mixture of uh, Cisco mobile in terms of gameplay, uh, while the R stars are very similar to that of a Valorant. So we feel really very honored to be able to be compared, uh, comparable to Cisco and uh, Valorant. And uh, there's a lot of fans and supporters all over the world, especially across Asia, Central. Uh, Eastern Europe, CIS regions, and Brazil, uh, a lot of supporters are fervent fans for CSGO. However, uh, they hope for, uh, they are looking for a mobile version of CSGO too, uh, but uh, there's really no such product for CSGO mobile. So uh, it's really very easy for us to market our products, our services, because they are, uh, we are exactly the CSGO mobile. A matrix file, so really not necessary for us to explain what is a matrix file. Uh, while the R star and the worthy stars are very much uh, similar to uh, R star, very much similar to uh, Valorant, uh, and uh, also uh, our worthy star is uh, is really to promote the exact value and idea and our uh, native spurs of the Web three industry that is data sovereignty and a decentralization of privacy issues, something like that. Uh, so, in fact, what we are trying to do is really to promote the value, uh, the value, the culture, and the native idea of the Web3 industry just through the promotion of uh, our games, so maybe ultimately in the future, uh, by movies or TV series, etc. So, basically, what, uh, what we are doing is mostly focusing on cultural and entertainment services rather than just pure games. Thanks. Yep. And I love it when you talk about like, you know, CSGO and Valorant, like those are the hit games that, you know, like massive people are currently playing. So let me throw the question back to you because like you talk about in terms of, you know, having the game, um, you know, wanting it to be be Web3. So in terms of this, what, what are the challenges you see, for example, like, you know, when people come as a gamer, right? So for example, I'm a Web2 gamer. What actually attracts me wanting to be, hey, you know what? I've been spending so much money buying skins and stuff in the store. Um, why not, you know, transfer it or, you know, start doing it in the Web3 way whereby, you know, all the assets that I purchase is actually belongs to me? Well, that's a really a very interesting question. Very good one. Uh, because um, when we uh, just uh, intend to start this kind of uh, uh, new adventure uh, into this sector, uh, because uh, before uh, being uh, builders in this industry, we have been 
uh, diving into this industry since at least five years or even almost seven or eight years because uh, we are really early investors and traders in this industry and uh, get very good financial returns out of this industry. That is why we are pretty much like a givers rather than takers. We really want to do something uh, attractive, something valuable for our industry because we have already got some of uh, really very good returns out of this industry. So uh, what we really want to do uh, is really not to uh, do uh, any significant financial return, but uh, just to prom promote the value of our, our industry and to also to hit back against those criticism uh, from outside of the, this industry. But uh, a lot of people at, at that time uh, from two years ago, they are, they, are, they are saying, they are criticizing that uh, gamers normally they don't like the concept of NFT. They don't like the concept of token trading because they think they, they these are pure financial speculations. They don't like speculations. And uh, uh, from the very beginning, I almost believed in this kind of uh, bullshit. But uh, little by little, I uh, found that uh, there are really some skin traders, uh, especially for those skin traders inside the ecosystem of Cisco uh, and Valorant, and they are are in fact are discussing about uh, the, uh, the, the the skins, the value of the skins uh, between CSGO and Valorant. So uh, they are arguing that the, the, the value of the skin from CSGO uh, is much better than that of Valorant due to thanks to abundant liquidity from CSGO ecosystem. But uh, they did not recognize that. That is in fact what they are talking about is in fact the the very concept of NFT. So, in fact, they have already been involved in some kind of uh, NFT trading to some extent, but they denied they are already involved in the Web3 industry. They are already involved in some kind of NFT transactions and trading. So, because uh, those in bad impression is so severe that they refuse to recognize they are already involved in, uh, in some kind of Web3 uh, actions or some kind of behaviors like that. So uh, I think the most difficult part is really uh, lying here uh, by uh, really to um, uncover uh, those kind of uh, disguise, uh, disguised things because uh, you have to tell those people that, uh, no, uh, actually you are trading NFTs rather than just game items uh, because the, the skin thing, uh, the, the skin in the ecosystem of CSGO is already becoming some kind of assets. So this is a really something related to asset ownership rather than just a pure game item. So this uh, the CSGO skin is already becoming a, some kind of assets rather than just pure game items. So, uh, but uh, however, they really uh, refuse to recognize that fact. So, uh, I mean, uh, this is really the most difficult part because everyone has their own uh, personal ego. So when you just criticize them and refuse them in this way, they would be very reluctant to recognize uh, what you said, uh, what the, or to recognize that what you said are correct. So uh, basically what we are doing, our solutions really, we don't argue about uh, the similarity between the CXO skin trading and the NFT trading, but so we just introduced uh, almost the same concept as a CSGO skin trading and also the opening of blind boxes, the, 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 those blind cases, etc. So make the entry barrier and switch costs extremely low, uh, so making people very easily to migrate from CSGO to Matrix Farm, from 
Valorant's match with Far Art, we don't really have to tell them this is an RT game, this is a uh, Web3 game. And I still remember back to December last year, several months ago, when we first initiated, uh, held our first offline testing event in Manila, Philippines. And uh, initially, uh, we invited, uh, 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 in fact, uh, 100 tested, 50% uh, of them from Web2 industry, uh, a pure gamers uh, of traditional uh, gamers. Uh, they don't know any concept re uh, regarding NFT. And we did not tell them at all this is our game uh, with NFT technology, with NFT items. We just tell them that this is just a normal uh, game, maybe uh, a little bit similar to CSGO and Valorant. And they got immediately attracted by our gameplay. And uh, we just told them to adjust the, the game settings, adjust the phone settings for uh, maybe 10 or even 20, 20 minutes before we really uh, have them uh, starting the test with other gamers. But they cannot wait for one minute, uh, even, uh, they cannot wait for even for 60 seconds uh, to start the test. So they autonomously, uh, uh, voluntarily started the test themselves, by themselves. So this autonomy really uh, excites me excited me a lot at that moment because uh, we really don't have to allocate those people uh, what is their Web3 game. So, I mean, when we talk about the future of a Web3 game, I don't really love to uh, discuss it about the concept of Web3 game uh, because I think this is the future for all games, not only the future for just Web3 games, but also for Web2 games. So in my view, and according to discussions uh, in uh, so many MAs previously held, and uh, we get a we get a consensus that Web two games uh, will converge a little by little to uh, with Web three games. So what we are talking about uh, today uh, is really about the future of the game. That is a very playable game uh, with a lot of uh, 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 interest to play those games. A lot of fun to play. However, uh, with the idea, uh, with the concept of uh, asset ownership, decentralization, and autonomy and uh, also uh, DAO governance, something like that, and the content co-creation, et cetera. With those, uh, coupled with those mechanisms, uh, the games will really belong to users in the future and will uh, really uh, still uh, extend significantly uh, to uh, very great extent the sustainability of those games, even though the developers have already created the community uh, to solve the, really the real issues nowadays we've encountered in the Web3 uh, game yep. sector. Thanks. Yep, yep. Like, bro, you spoke like a true GameFi expert because, you know, whatever you said really resonates with what I'm thinking. Because, like, man, like, it, it was funny when we see, like, you know, Reddit, you know, they, they basically say, uh, we don't like NFTs, you know, NFTs is not for us. But when they come up with the term called digital assets, instantly, you know, their NFT was so-called minted out. And, like, right now, when I see, you know, they basically announce again, hey, you know what, we're going to launch another collection, but all you have to do is some sort, like, you know, you just pick your skin, you pick your avatar, and you click min. You don't even have to insert your wallet and things like that. So, I believe believe like whatever you say is 100% true because like 
you know, buying the skin, having it as an asset on your, you know, on your phone or in the game settings is kind of like already having that so-called digital item, right? It's just that whether it's on-chain or off-chain that really makes the difference. So I'm going to throw the question um, to Gamefish because like, you know, we see mass adoption happens when it is so easy for people to enter the game, right? Like for example, initially when the whole NFT space started, uh, you know, when you have to mint a pass, for example, like a super expensive mint, for you to then play the game or then try out the beta, it doesn't fly with anybody, right? Instantly, you know, it's so hard to, you know, get more new people in. But from like, you know, how uh, metrics, what, what you said, you know, how right now I'm seeing the whole space move is more towards how easy it is for people to get on board with it and then try out the game. So one thing that you said that I really like is that, you know, they are actually playing a Web3 game without knowing there is a Web3 game. Because really, the Web3 element of it is all behind the technology that they play, right? Um, it, right now, when we see it, it's just because, oh, you need to, for example, sign in your wallet. And then because of that, all right, now, you know, it's is dealing with you know web3 stuff so tell me a little bit more um gamefish like you know right now in terms of you guys onboarding more people to your platform um what is that seamless way that you guys are trying to implement sounds good thanks um so talking about um expanding our user bases and um attracting more people from the web2 spaces i do think there are a lot of things we need to solve um to start with I think right now we are on the path that resembles the one that internet savvies had in the early 21st century. Um, it is still somewhat primitive, I would say, if we look back to 2023, a few years later, um, where we would have more sophisticated infrastructures, security softwares, and other toolings. Um, similar to the internet era, we look back when we had emails, mobiles, 4Gs, those things that eventually led to the mass adoption to the, of the internet. So yeah, um, I think what we are facing, what we're looking at um, in this current space is that, first of all, I really agree with the um, metrics that uh, he mentioned about um, there's a high entry barrier uh, for people to enter P2E games. Because, um, you know, in the previous P2E model, players need to spend somewhat from a I think a hundred bucks to a few thousand to even have a taste of the gameplays. And um, it wasn't fair and it automatically converts the player positions and mentalities to an investor. So though I, I do be seeing a lot of teams transitioning and building free to play games, um, which I think is a good sign to start with. And I think that will be more like the standard in the future. And um, I think the other things about um, attracting more traditional gamers, we need to make it easier to onboard them. Um, I think there, there are experiments going, out, going on out there. I know some dApps or games have been trying to automatically generate a wallet for gamers who sign in with their emails and they use the MPC wallet solution to ensure the maximum security. Right, so that's something I can think of for um, dApps or GameFi's or any other kind of um, uh, DeFi, any protocols, any blockchains, any everything on Web3 that they can try to utilize um, to onboard more traditional players. And um, I think apart from that, there's also security issues. Um, there's the playability problem where we think that the current games we have in the space is not really fun to play. 
um, they're um, attracting more um, investor type of players who just come and go based on the market condition. And um, after they uh, got their initial investment back or more. So, yeah, I think what we games or dApps need to do is that we really need to um, improve and prioritize um, the playability and um, uh, the functions features um, our dApps, our product have, and um, also eventually build a healthy economic circle and uh, fun to play games. So um, I think the future of gaming, it will not be focused on earning anymore. And um, we'll be seeing a lot of more utilities for either NFT or GameFi projects. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the points are super valid because like when we look at the NFT market, right? Like, you know, recently there's this uh, project called Nakamingos, right? It's, you know, basically nobody knows about it, but all it does is because the price goes up, people are talking about it. Influencers are talking about it. Everybody is kind of like shilling it. And then just instantly like this, you know, people are really just buying it. And the whole mentality of this is like right now, if it's a, for example, a game fire, right? And you guys are releasing an NFT. People lose focus that, you know, basically that so-called NFT is a gateway for you to actually play the game. Instead, their whole focus is, all right, this project is hype. I buy the so-called pass. I expect the pass to actually go up in price. But, you know, it's a different kind of mentality when we think about it because all, all we want is actually not, you know, of course, if the game is good, the price goes up, then it's fantastic. But if not, what we're trying to aim is more towards like, you know, having that pass and basically that pass allows you to play the game. And I think what you say is so true because like even back in Malaysia, right, uh, we are very close with uh, the Philippines and there are tons of people playing Axie Infinity. It was also one of the games that actually got me to study a little bit or dip my toes in a little bit uh, into like the whole game five but i think p2e kind of concept is totally not working because we see tons of it you know basically taking out the fun of it is just kind of like farming in terms of getting the coins and even the coin doesn't really rotate into the ecosystem and when this happens you know people are slowly just cashing out cashing out day by day obviously the, the token or the price going to go down and the whole ecosystem is not sustainable. So I'm going to throw the question to Big Time and then later to um, Softly Par as well. But Big Time, I just want to know in terms of your concept, like what do you think, how can we shift the whole mentality of, you know, play and play to earn, um, you know, becoming play and earn and infusing that fun aspect in a game? Yeah, a really good question for us because we we never say we are play to earn game. We are free to play, play and earn. So I think the the first point is you have to make the game really fun. Like like us, all our core developers are from EA, Blizzard, Riot Game, Epic Game, and the game we make. There's basically no difference. Uh, uh, between a Web 2 MMORPG game, but we are just still in pre-alpha stage. So hopefully next year or in two years, when we might have the open beta, the game will be like much, much more fun uh, compared to now. So only when the game is fun, you would do two things. The first one is um, you can promote the game without telling people how much money you can make in this game. So if the game is not fun at all, uh, the only thing you can market about a game is telling them like uh, you, the, the, like the, 
you buy a hundred uh, US dollars uh, weapon next month, it worth like one thousand. Only thing like that, right? But uh, for example, like us in the beginning, before everyone started to play in big time, we sold uh, VIP pass, uh, go pass. Uh, the most highest price is around ten thousand US dollars. People buy it to make money, actually. But after they play the game for a while, they realize the game is actually really fun, and they not only talking about like、uh, how to make money, but talk about like what kind of class is the most powerful, like what skin looks cooler. They will spend money to buy more skin to look cooler than other players. But they the the first. Purpose to play this game is to make money. They 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 are translate to a game player by us. The second thing is um when there is people who willing to spend money in the game, the game will be more sustainable. Just like I said before. So uh uh and the last thing is only when the game is fun, you can promote on Twitch, Steam, Epic Game. Those platform, and there will be more、um, traditional game streamers who will be willing to promote this game for free, because if the game is no fun at all, you have no chance to promote it in Web two industry. We've done it.、Uh, as as the game is getting better and better, there will be more people willing to promote for us for free. If the game is no fun at all, they don't even willing to charge money to promote it. You know. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, bro. Like, if imagine um you have a a game that is not fun, and even it's free to play, you are able to get like you know, for example, massive people to try the game, right? But there's no stickiness in it, and you know, uh, basically they try the game, they leave it, and then they hop to the next thing. Because one thing is, you know, NFT people are eager to try new things, and also if you cannot capture the attention within the five, you know, within that first. Few tries that they try, basically they lose their attention. So it's like a win-win situation when you're dealing with web-free people. You have to be fast, but yet you know, good. Ah,、uh, basically you know, they just demand everything, right? So, ah,、uh, Softlipa, you have a question. Ah,、uh, go ahead. Yeah, hi. I haven't got a chance to say hi to everyone, and yeah, it's nice to be here to be with Puke again to talk about GameFi with a lot of cool friends. Gamefish, big time, automatrix. So like, uh, since we just talk a lot about like uh playability, and since we are talking about gamefi, so like finance part is always, uh, a important part in Web three area. So I'm I was wondering like, uh, I do believe like every game is going to make something like network effects and to build a strong community and always players can attract more players. Uh, but the question is like, uh, if we are doing a game like more game, uh, like how to balance like traditional Web three players? Cause we know there are a lot, and Web three players do have, uh, a like a stable, like wallets, uh, with more like uh, like more possibility to invest more. Cause uh like uh for current market like uh people who uh buy a lot NFTs or who buy the highest rank maybe highest rarities land or weapon stuff they are still Web three people so uh like since the like uh the current GameFi heavens uh got uh, some new players from Web two to invest more or to be the most like to buy the most expensive stuff. Like how to 
maybe attract Web two players to buy more and to balance Web three players to spend more time. Because I, I do believe, like, if Web Web two players could spend more time and Web Web two players could spend more, maybe crypto or tokenomic stuff, the game will definitely, uh, like, in long term, will be better than like uh, the uh, old school tokenomics. So, like, how do you like how the game? How do you guys solve the question of the balancing? Yeah, I, I I love that question because like you know example like I'm gonna throw the question or that softly part us to uh, metrics right. So the the main question is this like you know just to add on a little bit is that you know you we already have for example web two players are already playing Valorant they are already playing CS:GO um, with the game fi that finance part that you talk about Lipar I mean I believe like that is the whole key element why players you know. Wants to onboard into coming into Web three because like you know I'm just playing games in Web two, but if I have that financial aspect in Web three, maybe is you know kind of like pulling me over. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this metric. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, bro. Uh, well, what is the question? Sorry. Ah, no worries. So, so uh, maybe Lipa, you would you want to repeat your question? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so like, uh, we do want more Web two players to increase the like the total game fight cap, but we also want those players to do uh maybe to have a crypto wallet or to have more, uh, like to understand what is tokenomics, what is anything more. So like, how do you balance like Web two players? Like the playing time and Web two players, uh, their like uh, their first like crypto payment something like that to like to balance like Web two and Web two players because uh, I know like every game fight or every uh, crypto games one them all. Well, uh, that that's not that difficult. Uh, because we really have to establish some kind of a, a user adoption model. Uh, so our first layer. It's really to build, try to build as large as possible your audience, and that could start from uh, very much from the live streaming, uh, short videos, or something like that. Uh, so, uh, what we uh, what we believe the most valuable game category at the current moment, I mean at the current stage, could really be the kind of uh, uh, esport games, uh, so that you could organize uh, various kinds of uh, esport tournaments. And so to attract as many as as much as uh, attention as possible, and to attract as many audiences as possible too, because uh, a lot of people really don't have enough time and enough skill sets really to play those games. However, uh, when they were still young, they really loved to play the game, so they still love to uh to to watch the live streaming and to watch the short videos of the games, etc. And potentially they could be your NFT uh, buyers or, tra uh, or traders in the future because uh, uh, these kind of uh, people, uh, for example, more than 30 years old already. So they they are really busy every day uh, working and nourishing their family. They don't have enough time to play the game. However, they really have purchasing power so they can afford your NFTs and they love games. They love to view those interesting games. So these kind of people could really have the potential to be converted into uh, at least your uh, T holders rather than 
uh, pure gamers. So at least you have to uh, build a very large pool of those audiences. Uh, I, I take another game, a uh, very well-known game, say in the West, uh, as an example, just take a VR chess as an example. It's a really a VR game, but essentially for boys, especially for uh, young people born after 2005 or even after 2010. Maybe most of the people bef born before 2005 have never heard about that. And I never played that game because it's really very too heavy for me because you have to, well, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, VR equipment to try to access that game. However, uh, their uh, live streaming and short video strategy, uh, long video strategy, other than short video strategy, are extremely successful. Uh, in uh, in that, uh, uh, me, I become their audiences too. So I become very interested in this game, uh, not in that I play that game, but I view really that game. So I become the fan and supporter of this game. So if they have any NFTs to be delivered to their viewers and audiences, I would like to buy some. So anyway, so that is the first layer. And then the uh, second layer, uh, that is uh, your free players, that is to say the Web2 players, which could be uh, extracted or converted from your audience pools. So one portion of them, your audiences could be uh, well converted uh, to uh, your free player, Web2 players. And without any knowledge of wallets, they don't really have to understand uh, the, 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 what is the not, uh, wallet. I, I take uh, some Bitcoin warehouses as another uh, examples. They know about Binance and they know about Coinbase, etc. but they don't really have their personal wallets. Even though they got uh, some something, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe beyond 100 Bitcoins or even 1,000 Bitcoins. I know about these kind of warehouses who do not have a personal wallet. So it's, it's unbelievable, but it is true that these kind of people exist because they uh, really uh, don't have experience dealing with those decentralized infrastructure. So uh, they are uh, they are willing to deal with those centralized infrastructure. So we have no way, no solutions to completely uh, convince them to be out of those centralized uh, infrastructure. So. Uh, we have to really uh, have to really uh, to provide the centralized infrastructure. So uh, uh, we might provide the solution of a centralized platform for their NFT custody, and maybe till uh, another day in the future, they might recognize that uh, personal wallets are so important, so that they create their they they got to learn uh, how to deal with the personal wallet, and uh, they demand their request to transfer. The NFTs and the tokens out of the centralized infrastructure, etc., and then you allow them to transfer, and they become ultimately a Web three player. And uh, only in this case, uh, one portion of the Web two players that could be converted into a real uh, Web three player, a real Web three user. So anyway, there exists some ratio of convertibility. So. Uh, I don't think uh, you really have to convert everybody into Web3 players. That is impossible. And uh, normally, I think maybe uh, I, I I guess I guess that I guess estimates that ten uh, percent or five to ten percent of the whole audience that could be uh, converted into Web3 players, uh, Web3 users. So with uh, the idea of a decentralization and with the interest of uh, fully uh, of uh, further knowing. Uh, uh, with further knowledge of the tokenomics, etc. So, uh, I mean, 
you really have to uh, build yourself uh, this kind of uh, uh, user adoption model. Uh, try to uh, attract their attention. Uh, try to attract as many users as possible from the traditional industry and try to uh, convert at least one portion of them. And uh, that's a feasible business model too, uh, according to my view. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for the deep dive, bro. Like I, I can see in terms of like when you talk about game, right? Um, always the first layer of attracting, like you already have the product. So the first layer, the top of the funnel to attract more people in is always that challenging part. But right now with that, you know, free to play model, it seems like, you know, gaming games are like the next big thing that people are looking, looking about. And uh, as long as you can retain that so-called customer structure, allowing them to you know purchase to play to have some earning aspect of it i believe like you know this moving forward people will really really take a look at it because it's not like every day we are able to flip an nft for like two three if right all right so before i pass on to wacky my co-host here that today he doesn't earn the spot of the co-host because he was late but before <laughs> that guys just have to tell you a little bit you know we have tons of things to give away so just a reminder for those who just attended the space basically we have five game fish guarantee whitelist we have three uh, big time beta test spot which is first come first serve and we have one metric silver pass so tons of things to give away all you have to do is like retweet the space and comment in the comment section why do you like game five all right wacky i know you are pumped uh you talk about games so many times but before that how are you doing buddy I'm I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me still on stage, even though I'm late. And, uh, you know, I join at the point where I hear big time saying, you know, games should be fun and games should be enjoyable to play. And I'm like, oh, music to my ears. You know, a game producer that is looking to make a fun game in Web3 because there's no there's no other way, right? This is why we play games. And I love, I have to say, I love what you're saying, Matrix, as well, whereby this is very much in line with what um, you and I have been speaking over for the past couple of weeks, uh, Puke, on the show, is the fact that th there's going to be a very blurred line between Web 2 and Web 3. And to be honest, I think most people that play games are not going to care very much as long as they can get a sword or get a weapon that they can sell for thousands of dollars later on. They'll be like, Web 2, Web 3, I don't really care. As long as I get the utility of it, which is dollars in your wallet, um, then then it really makes a you know makes a huge impact. So I, I have to say, I love the approaches that those guys are, are talking about. So yeah, amazing. All right, all right. So, I mean, to, to dive on a little bit on your point, bro, like we, we talk about this, remember the whole thing with uh, Wolf Game and how, you know, the the punk, he basically, you know, sell, I, I think he traded his punk to purchase like a few piece of land in Wolf Game because That's he right, believed yeah. like, you know, with that piece of land in like, I don't know what, next two to three years, he can make massive amount of money, right? All right. So talking about like, this is the fun part. Like we talk about the game, let's talk about the five, which is finance, right? So how games are thinking, I, I'm going to throw the question uh, back to game Gamefish, right? So basically it's this, like how can we, right now we have already the players, we have tons of players are actively playing the game. How can we monetize in terms of, you know, getting players to buy things uh, whereby it feels value to them and spending more and, you know, doing, for example, someone said, you know, building up content for, for, for the game, right? Like just imagine the game, people love it, they play it. And then because they play it, it starts with, you know, streaming, Twitch streaming, like it, it blew up, right? In terms of, you know, people 
playing the game, sharing the narrative. And then it's just like a snowball effect where, you know, more people see, hey, it's fun. Instead of just playing the game now, I can earn something. Uh, man, like this is a huge thing. So how are you planning to push that? Like just imagine we already passed the first stage and uh, you know everybody are playing. You already got that mass adoption of people playing the game. What's next? What's the next stage for you guys? All right, awesome. Thank you. And um, shout out to Wacky first. Sorry for taking your co-host spot. Um, apparently, Twitter space was rugging me and I had to take the co-host spot. So sorry about that. <laughs> nah, nah, it's okay. With, with... No, no, he's late. <laughs> he's not getting his co-host spot. That's, 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 that's true. That's that's true. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm no problem. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to spank his butt. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, that's it now. Now Gamefish refuses to talk to us. Gamefish, you're on mute. Sorry, yeah, I thought I, I, I thought I unmuted myself, but apparently I was. So yeah, um, talking about the finance aspect and talking about the economic models. Um, I know that we we passed we can pass the stage where we um use the P two E model where um basically i think um tokens or we say just money they were printing out out the thin air and um it wasn't sustainable of the whole p2e model and um i think a lot of projects have realized that and they're adopting a new play and their model and trying to make the game more playable and more fun to play and um apart from that i think um a lot of game five projects are trying to avoid the term pay to win because if it, it feels like you're betraying your investors feel like um you have to give back your investor your player something right but um now we we're looking at it actually seriously we have to make it more like traditional games where you, some players would actually pay to win the game to play competitively in the games um you know we are looking at some of maybe um, not mobile games, but maybe most of the TCG games where car, you use car strategies, where you, where you need to purchase your cars, um, you need to level up your heroes um, in those um, MMORPG games. Um, so those games, you actually have to pay to win. You have to pay to get more com- competitive and um, pay to get to enjoy the game, right? Um, but it doesn't really exist in this Web3 gaming space right now. But that's actually what I what I think we'll we'll be transitioning to. Um, as you know, we've talked about we've abandoned the P2E scheme, and um, we are developing fun games that are that resemble more like the traditional games. And um, eventually, we'll be looking at those games that are competitive enough and fun enough to compete with those games from the traditional area. So. Um, I think there, there's also something um, about, I think, um, uh, some games, instead of tokens, they're trying to incentivize their players with the NFTs. And um, that, that's something we're going to talk about in the economic models and um, how um, we'll be transitioning the values. We're transferring the values um, to those assets that players own. So let me see... Um, I think we have we, we have agreed that NFT assets are a great way um, to give them back to your players. Um, players can still sell the, their assets. Um, 
once they've developed developed it and um, they still own the asset. But um, I think there are some games that they're um, introducing a new concept called the, the NFT 2.5. So yeah, um, we're talking about we want to make the game on chain. We want to make it all transparent. We want to make it um, fully uh, the game the gamers have the full ownership of those in-game assets they have the whole control over those in-game items and um, that seems to be more um, increasingly important to gamers but um, we want to make it easy to trade you know um, i think we've talked about we don't want to be signing our wallet every time we want to sell the in-game item right so um how to add values to those items, skins, weapons, and um, at the same same time, making it easy to trade um, to increase liquidity has been a problem. So yeah, so this NFT 2.5 concept is really intriguing. Um, it refers to some in-game items that are not necessarily NFTs, which you can trade on chain, but you can basically sell those items to in the player marketplace um, for cryptocurrencies that you can sell to make profits. And I think that model, that system has been, has been getting um, increasingly complicated because, um, you know, with the increase of playability and uh, more tradi- traditional um, uh, calculations and the algorithm system coming in, um, that's what makes, the, um, makes games really unique and stand out. So I think that that's what we will be looking at. Um, probably this year because I know a lot of game games that are actually playable in the Web3 space um, haven't really announced their tokenomics yet, but um, I think we'll be looking at a lot of these examples in the future. Yeah, 100%. Like, when you said that, man, it, it hits my pain point because I remember um, when I was buying like that, that artifact, um, the whole forging event, right? I believe like for me to just check out the item, I need to sign the wallet and burn the gas like three times, uh, purchasing it, putting in the card basket and then make payment. So it's like three times for just one simple transaction. I mean, man, like when, when it, it happened, instantly I feel like, you know, this isn't how we are going to have that mass adoption because, hey man, like it's a pain in the ass for me to just keep on signing and signing. And, uh, you know, everybody, you know, uh, people who has joined the Web, Asia Web3 motherfuckers know that like, you no, know, I think three weeks ago or four weeks ago, I just got my account hacked. So now I'm super aware in terms of like signing stuff and, Hey man, like a game that asked me to sign so many times, like poof, it's a it's a no. All right, Wacky, I'm gonna put you on the spot. It's your turn to ask big time a question, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, yes, I do actually have have a question in terms of um, how do you guys intend on capturing people's attention, right? Because the market, the gaming market, are going to become more. Well, they already are very competitive, but now you know before you were competing between Web2 game producers. Now there's a new Web3, which means even more gaming producing companies, even more games. So what are you guys' thoughts in terms of um, effectively, it's it's marketing and making sure that people know about the game. I was listening to uh, to quite a few gaming podcasts, and and I think the number one common theme around uh, games in general is that it's not necessarily difficult to onboard the first you know a thousand, ten thousand players, but what's difficult is to keep people interested, right? Is to make people make people care about your game. So I would love to hear your thoughts about. Uh, how you approach that uh, going forward on a long-term basis. Sure. So actually, uh, 
the question is a little far for me right now because we not really for the open beta, maybe next year, maybe in two years. So I can only tell that what I'm feeling right now. So um, first is about, uh, there are two parts. The first part is um, increase the motivation. The second part is lower the barrier. So about the first part, uh, the game, uh, our background, the like whole uh, story of the the game is pretty unique. It talks about like um, they suddenly appear a wormhole in the earth, and uh, it made different time and space uh, mix with it, with each other, creating a lot of monsters, just like uh, Doctor Strange too. And Einstein and other uh, scientists help us to travel across different time. So we'll go to like ancient Egypt, uh, ancient China, ancient Atlantic, and uh, ancient Japan in the future, and uh, like alien base or like different things, different dungeons to kill the enemies, maintain the peace of um, time. And also we'll interact with many real people in the history, like Einstein, like Da Vinci, like Merlin, the greatest magician, a lot of interesting stuff. So I think the, the background of the game is uh, pretty interesting, uh, even though uh, compared to a Web 2 game. The second one is we have a chance in the game to get NFT looted, which means uh, when you kill an enemy, you have chance to get a a pretty cheap NFT around like one US dollars. You also have a chance to get an NFT around 1,000 to 5,000 US dollars. So there's a chance you can get pretty rich by playing us, but the chance is low, but it's pretty fascinating and addictive, you know. And the second one is lower the barrier, just like uh, uh, CEO from GameFish just said. Oh no, it's like another host wacky just said about the artifact sign, signing uh, three times. So for us, the whole uh, user experience is about just like Web2. We use Gmail and other social media to, to log in and we support credit card purchase and we put everything on our centralized server first by default. So those NFT are not NFT at first. They can be traded on our centralized marketplace because it's more simple. You don't need to uh, use any wallet. You don't need to use any crypto. You just sign up with the email and you buy with your credit card. Then we have an optional feature can help players to move anything they want on to their wallet. So by that time, they have to spend uh, gas fee and something like that because the majority of players of big time in the future will be Web2 game players. They don't have knowledge of what crypto is, what moving on blockchain is. So when they have it, they do it. It will be optional. So there's just two ways how we, you know, maintain the the players mm -hmm. yep and, and i love it like how you talk about it because like it's it's true that you know uh player retention like that is right now we talk a lot about it right like you know uh, attention is the new oil and right now when you know big games all are looking into like you know web3 why i just this afternoon when i talked to somebody you know they, they just throw out like you know they want to do the business integrate with web3 and when the question i asked why is just because like right now you know web3 is a buzzword it's like the hype the next sexy thing that people like to talk about and it's just more and more people are coming to the space um so for us to really like you know do huh. good products to shine By the way, can i add something yeah go ahead 
And, and yeah, it reminds me one more point. It's like we'll definitely keep adding new contents into the game because we have planned to run it at least five years after open beta. And also, uh, we have three early access uh, spots tonight. So if you want to play big time, just DM me, DM this account, play big time. And top three will be given a early access spot. Thank you. Yep, yep. All right, you, you heard the guy. Just send him a DM and, you know, first come, first some guys. So I'm not too sure how many spots he has, but if you guys are keen to try to test the game, just send him a DM right Dude. now. Go ahead. Dude, I feel like every time, like, we're so hyped for, like, you know, damn, like, game's awesome, right? Team's awesome. But like, we're so bad at games that we don't even have time to play games. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it just gets to me every time. Man. I'm like, oh. uh, no, you, you know what's the funny thing? Uh, I, I hated to break it with you three guys, but me, Maeve, and Wacky, we... I, I think Wacky play games, right? But me and Maeve, we we don't play games, right? Like right now, we don't have the time for it. But I believe there's a huge market in it. And, uh, you know, just just as uh, SoftDipa was texting me, he said, hey, you know, you better try out. I sent you the pass. You got to try out the game. I'm like, okay, okay. You know what? Let me reserve a time slot this Saturday for me to play it. All right. Next off, I want to talk about this because like we, when we talk about Web3 Gaming, like the majority of the people will think about like Yuga Lab, other side meta, right? So just a opinion. Uh, I want to throw this to uh, basically metric here. Um, you know, tell me about your opinion in terms of like the other side meta because their game is a little bit different whereby you play for example, two, three hours, and then you stop, right? Like we see Dookie Dash, it's not a game that you play every day. It's a game that is because a certain purpose. One, they serve the purpose, then they stop it, and then they move on to the next. So tell me a little bit your thoughts on this kind of way in terms of running a gaming, a Web3 gaming. Uh, in fact, uh, while we are... Uh focusing so much are uh, emphasizing so much on culture and entertainment and especially those uh, social issues. Uh, in fact, I also want to address uh, previous questions on how to uh, attract uh, furthermore users, especially retain the first batch um, onboarding users after uh, you attain uh, 10K users. In, in fact, I, w I also want to say I, I just uh I just want to set a joke to say that uh if you could really onboard uh 10k users nowadays uh, in our current industry that is already very good, yeah, and and <clears throat> I think I think the most important issue in retaining those users and onboarding further users is really uh how to uh how uh, how to promote uh, some kind of a team match, so uh if. If your game have only just uh, some kind of a solo mode, uh, it's really it, it is bound to be uh, very difficult to attract the new users because um, uh, those uh, or those already users, especially, uh, they don't really have any personal ties uh, to or personal mission to attract the further users, and uh, uh, the there are no intimacy uh, intimacy uh, during the gameplay. So, uh, if you allow some kind of a team mode, uh, at least they uh, will think about the idea really to build their own team, uh, not only just online but also offline. So, uh, if they could build this kind of a social relationship from online to offline, that means, uh, or, uh, from the very beginning, it is really a kind of a social relationship, a very 
uh, it is less deeper uh, social relationship, just uh, online between strangers. However, when they turn into offline social relationship, they become really in, um, the intimacy really become deeper and deeper. They become the real friends in real life, and in this way, they could bring in uh, much more users uh, than uh, you previously imagined. So uh, anyway, that is a really uh, uh, how uh, this uh, Chinese gaming studios are beats. Uh, Korean studios and the Beats Western uh, studios. So we really have to learn some lessons from that kind of experiences. Uh, 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 I know, uh, I know personally uh, from uh, the history of the gaming industry that uh, many Westerner uh, studios, even uh, some sub subsidiary of Tencent, uh, some Western subsidiary of Tencent, you know what I'm referring to. I'm not going to name them, but in fact, they are. They, they don't really uh, appreciate the fact, they don't really recognize the, the fact that they got beat, they, they, they are beat by Tencent or by other uh, Chinese uh, gaming studios like NetEase, etc. But why uh, the Chinese gaming studios are so uh, successful, uh, like Mihayo, etc., etc., because they are really very good at uh, building those social relationships between gamers, especially turning those online uh, social relationship between gamers to, to offline re relationship. And uh, because they focus really on the very demand, the needs really to uh, build their own team. And it's a, it should be a regular team. Uh, uh, rather, uh, you could not beat your, uh, your opponents if you uh, don't really build your own team. And so uh, in, in this way, and, and, uh, I think I think th this is the really the secret recipe uh, that those Chinese gaming studios could beat their Western uh, counterparts and the Korean counterparts, etc. So, uh, one uh, people in, in our industry when they are talking about the social fry issues, I'm I'm really thinking about uh, probably gaming is the real uh, social fry issue. Uh, if you just want to build some uh, social connections between your users. Uh, through uh, just building a social app that won't succeed, but through gaming, uh, that would be much easier. And so, uh, I mean, uh, social connections, a uh, social relationship are the key issues that we should uh, pay attention to. And really, uh, not many people in our industry really pay ever pay a uh, big attention to that. And also, try to leverage, try to take advantage of every traditional channels of our promotion, such as a uh, App store such as uh, uh, Google Play or whatever game game store uh, rumored to be launched by uh, whatever companies like Microsoft, and also take advantage of those short video platforms like TikTok, Reels, and YouTube and Bilibili, and also TapTap, etc. So try to rely uh, leverage on those uh, word to mouth reputation issues to try to uh, promote as much as possible your games and especially the, the, those social interaction things. So uh, if you look at the Matrix of Files videos and you will find that our videos are everywhere nowadays in YouTube, in uh, Bilibili, etc. And uh, maybe in TikTok uh, in the future too. And we really incentivize and uh, also encourage our gamers to really to produce those videos, short videos and long videos and even live streaming, uh, etc. to build uh, those ecosystem and even those own game guilds in the future 
uh, around our uh, ecosystem, etc. So in this way, they might be able to earn something uh, out of this ecosystem uh, rather than just relying solely on our tokens, our solely on our NFTs. Uh, so that in this case, um, and they help promote our games too, and they will benefit themselves too. So uh, we really have to learn a lot from the uh, promotion strategy, marketing strategy from the Web2 industry, from the Web2 gaming industry. And uh, I think blockchain is very good. Decentralization is very extremely good. And uh, that is a very good uh, production tool. It's a very good mechanism of production. However, uh, that do not necessarily mean that you will land ultimate success with these very advanced production tools because you are lack of uh, tactics of, promote, of promoting and marketing your own uh, products. So we really have to learn from each other and especially from those successful tactics, a successful marketing strategy from the Web2 gaming industry. And also, uh, we really have to rely on the community, uh, rely on the content co-creation things, Try and in this way, we can differentiate ourselves uh, from those Web2 players uh, evolving into Web3 space because uh, those Web2 guys, because they are uh, they have too many egos and they are too arrogant in just trusting themselves. So they sell them, they, uh, they, uh, they, they could not really uh, get some kind of a self-criticism uh, to really look at the big picture in the future. So they could just rely on themselves rather than rely on the community to introduce our completely brand new mechanism of governance uh, to try to improve significantly the sustainability of their games. And so they just want to sell something, sell a lot of game items to their users rather than to build the ecosystem together with their users. And so that should be our key competitive advantage compared to the Web2 counterparts. And in on the other hand, uh, we have to rely on our native value and ideas and our, our cultures too, because uh, if we analyze a little bit the data uh, uh, from the NFT markets, uh, we look at the transaction volumes, accumulated transaction volumes during the past two years of NFT trading, uh, we could come to, to the conclusion that, in fact, the transaction volume relies still heavily on on, on whale users and OGs, etc., VIPs and VVIPs. So those OGs, they are, those whale uh, investors, they really contribute to uh, more than 80% of the total uh, transaction volume in the NFT market. That is to say, uh, if anyone really wants to uh, dive deeper into the Web3, uh, into the NFT market, they have to rely on those people and they have to convince them uh, we have very good idea and very good uh, culture and very good value. So we should stick to our decentralized idea and uh, data sovereignty, etc. So uh, these two issues could really differentiate ourselves from Web2 counterpart. Thanks. Yep, yep, 100%. Like, I, I love how you explain the whole scenario and uh, what really stood out was the part that you talk about content, right? Like, right now, in, in the whole different ecosystem of why Web3 is so strong, um, you know, people don't like to talk about it, but the main utility that we have is actually, even before, like, the game, the project, and all the other t stuff, is actually because the community behind rallies 
on the project, right? And we see, you know, instead of Web2 company, you know, pushing out a certain budget and kind of like, you know, just pushing out advertisement day by day, uh, trying to onboard people. With Web3, we see that the impact is so powerful because like, for example, you having a pass, it already gives you a sense of ownership. And when you have that ownership, it pushes you to, hey, you know what? I want to contribute to the ecosystem because right now I have skin in the game. If the ecosystem does well, the NFT goes up, I make my money. And because of that, it shifts the focus of, oh, I'm just a consumer rather than right now I'm an investor. And if I do, for example, you know, short content, long content, I'm able to push out more traffic, more eyeballs for people to look at the project and instantly it snowballs into like a bigger chunk of it. And I think this is really a strong you know, a strong point because when we when we look at look at on on it, right? Like why gaming in Web3 has such a big um you know a big comparison in terms of like the growth. I think Wacky was in one of the shows that he talked about the statistics of how uh game five shoot up in terms of like hundred over percent. And because of that, because hey, you know, instead of just good product, you have uh free to free to earn, you have like you know a strong community rally behind it and keep on producing good content is kind of like escalate the whole thing you know just accelerate the growth of it all right so uh big time have to drop off because uh they have another meeting but we will continue it with game fish because i would love to hear just now when you talk about like for example the finance part of it uh we haven't touched about tokenomics right and a lot of games or you know not 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 trying to point fingers, but you know, previously games that I saw that didn't do so well is because they screw up big time in terms of tokenomics. Uh, not having a real system in terms of how uh, the tokens able to generate back to the whole ecosystem and run the whole game. So, in terms of you guys building the game, how are you or planning to solve this kind of uh, this this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, so essentially, uh, our team is currently not building games right now, just uh, to clarify that. But um, yeah, I think when we're talking about the tokenomics of the games and this new uh, next generation of uh, uh, maybe play and earn games that we're starting to use this term more compared to the past, we, we've been, we have been using the play to earn model. So I think um, a lot of games that previously existed um, that they have been building for probably one or two years that they um, kind of sustain themselves through the bear market. And um, what I've been seeing they they are doing is that they are um, kind of revamping their uh, in-game economy model and um, trying to um, stop the inflation because, um, you know, in the past, um, it's just um, uh, kind of tokens generated from the system every single day that players just can just um, do some quick task. And um, I-, I know some games you don't even need to have like super rare NFTs or you have or, or you have to level them up to make them super strong, especially in car strategy games that uh, a lot of people could um, utilize that or we say exploit that um, to take advantage of the early ineffective tokenomics and economy model to um, generate a lot of income um, because you know those are investor type of players that they usually come and go like we said before 
So what I've been seeing they're doing is that they are trying to transitioning um, the economy model to a um, demand and um, um, let me see. I think it's more like a player marketplace in the game where they trying to utilize that NFT 2.5 model I just I talked before. Um, they're trying to uh, stop the inflation um, from preventing the game um, issuing and printing more money out of the thin air and um, trying to um, make make sure that the items and um, NFTs circulating uh, are circ- circulating on the player market that um, um, I, I think it, it could also um, lead to some problems because you know a lot of people just come just to uh, earn the quick money you know um, and that's why we're talking about we need to target more real players more traditional players who are willing to pay to win and willing to play competitively um, in this system and actually contribute to um, building up this uh, new model play and earn. So yeah, we'll have different type of players. Um, we'll have, we'll still have investor players that um, they'll probably come and see if they can earn from this game and um, try to take advantage of anything they can use. So yeah, that that's the kind of players I know a lot of games are trying to avoid right now. But we will have them on the market. They um, help add liquidity to your um, NFTs, your tokens. They help flip it. You know, it's not eventually. It's not a really bad thing, but. It, um, we probably don't want too many of them, but uh, we need them. And um, there are those um, players who are willing to invest a certain amount to your game that um, they would probably be be willing to enjoy the game a little bit, but not playing too competitively. And um, um, those players, they can earn the in-game items and um, level up their heroes, level up their cars or anything else um, that, that's in the system and um, try to earn um, something or get some joy out of playing the game. And um, there are um, big walls, you know, um, those that are willing to really get into the game and play competitively and um, willing to pay to play, um, actually. So, yeah, those are different kind of kind, kinds of players that we're looking at. And um, our economic system will really need to be tailored again to accommodate accommodate these different types of players and um, um, create demands and um, create um, the incentivization and motivation to actually play. Um, so eventually, just to conclude that, and uh, what we are looking at is the uh, every ex- existing game trying to increase the playability to attract. Um, or target those real players and I'm um, trying to minimize those um, you know uh, boring game plays that you can actually just do a few clicks and um, get, get some <laughs> premium money out of it. Right? All right so so tell me this uh, what's next uh, I'm gonna close with this uh, a question before we let uh, people on the stage to come up um, but um, closing thoughts is uh, what's next for gamefish like what's the next thing are you guys launching something tell us more about it Sure. Um, yeah, sounds good. So uh, as we've discussed it, um, sorry. All right. Um, so I think as we've discussed before that we are building a GameFi 
um, the gaming hub for both veteran Web3 players who have some certain experience in this area and um, also open to onboard any other um, traditional players who are looking at um, starting um, to uh, get into the Web3 space and they would need some advice. So um, I think we've talked about we have uh, the game ratings, we have the game reviews where we collect and um, uh, we allow all the players to um, make reviews and comment on their fa favorite game to support their games um, that they're playing. And um, um, new players could also come in and check out what's trending, what games are popular, and check out the reviews and stuff and see what um, it will have. Also, definitely have some tutorial and guides up there and so, uh, that players could check out to see what kind of games they would like to dive into more before playing it. And um, apart from that, we also have the news hub. We have um, this page on our website. We have collected um, really um, insightful articles where you could learn uh, a lot of crypto um, terms, a lot of crypto news that's trending out there and see um, just just getting to learn more about the crypto space. And um, on top of that, we also have others tools that we provide to our gamers just to help them navigate in this um, really nascent space that we have um, this new feature, the player's calendar, because, you know, we've talked about how hacked it um, things can be in this um, Web3 space that um, you, you you sometimes get, get really um, distracted uh, about things because, you know, there, there are so many things going on um, every day, so many projects, mainly um, projects. Uh, launching and um, it actually applies to NFTs more, but um, you know, um, in the uh, if we're looking at the bull market runs, um, we're actually looking at a lot of game fry projects launching every day as well. So it's it's really hard to keep track of everything. So we have this um, calendar feature where you can basically search for any events um, that's trending, that's happening in the space. You can add them to, to your calendar. You can check your favorite in Web3 influencers calendar and um, also other projects calendar just to see um, which kind of events you would like to attend to. And um, you can add them to, to your calendar just to customize um, your schedule and make everything easier for you. So. Yep, I I love the whole UI uh, behind the website, but man, mm -hmm. like we we talk shit about X Infinity, uh, but the rating is still eight point three, one of the highest games. All right, tell me more about um the the so you are giving out five whitelists. Uh, what does the whitelist actually guarantee? Is it the mean to into your ecosystem? What is it all about? Sure, yeah. Um, so we have this um, game Fish Silver Pass whitelist. And um, with that whitelist, you can get a taste of all the features in advance. We have those premium features like the calendar I just talked about. We will open a portion of it to the public. We'll probably have um, everyone be able to look at different calendars and try to um, customize that. And uh, but with the premium, um, you know, silver pass whitelist and uh, the, this pass we have, you can um, customize your own calendar and create your own events and try to promote promote it on our um, uh, featuring page. And um, it will also be easier to track projects to kill all calendars just to catch all the hyped events. And um, we also have this 
Web3 Tools Bank in our website um, where you can basically find anything you need. And um, with that, we'll be integrating that in both the website and also in the mobile version. So um, we'll basically be able to get all access to all these features that we're building and um, this premium um, uh, server pass will allow you to be uh, the first testers of the GameFish. And, um, um, you know, we are also trying to talk to different ecosystems and trying to integrate our uh, website, our app, to this product we're building uh, with different um, ecosystems, with diff different blockchains and see what kind of um, partnerships and um, everything we can reach out to. So, yeah, um, I, I I would really like to disclose more about it because I, I know the Silver Pass is super valuable at the moment. But um, if I talk too much, I'd, I'd get really scolded by my team. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll just stop here. But um, you know, it's super valuable. No. Yeah, yeah, but but guys, like you, you heard it. If you guys are a player, you know, gaming, um, you guys are really into like the game fight stuff, and you know, you want to keep updated in turn in terms of like you know what games is good to play, reviews, basically uh, all in one platform where you are able to access everything. Then you know this whitelist will be super valuable for you. All right, thanks a lot, Gamefish. You know for telling our deep dive into the platform and even you know giving the whitelist to our listeners today. All right. Um, Buddy, we got to go back with you because uh, I love what you guys have said. And, you know, basically, softly pass it. Hey, you know, Puke, you got to play the game. Right now, they have a lot of airdrops for beta player. So, uh, Madeira, tell me more about, like, the Silver Pass and all of that. Like, what's next for you guys? Are you guys launching something? Tell me more about it. Okay. Uh, in fact, the, major, the, the pass is really... Uh, regarding our uh, third NFT collection. Let me explain a little bit about our uh, first three NFT collections. So the first NFT collection is called the YLTC, uh, means you are the champion consisting of only uh, 520 PCs, uh, while uh, there are no public mint activity, uh, while 50% of the YLTC are directly outdropped to those uh, community KOLs and the top contributor to the Web3 industry uh, recognized by by us, uh, while the remaining half will be exclusively uh, reserved or exclusively to the future champion uh, champion team members of, of our own Matrix Fund tournament. Uh, while the second NFT collection called uh, Matrix 2061 is a PFP NFT program and, and allowing also <coughs> the holders to uh, receive various uh, airdrops and per se uh, like uh, airdrops of our game token file token and also airdrops of our genesis character including the uh, testing pass the matrix link uh, etc of course ytc holders will receive uh the airdrop of uh, our genesis character too but with higher category compared to that uh, of matrix 2061 and the next big thing we are going to do is, uh, is certainly the mint of our Genesis character because our Genesis characters are really uh, exactly like the miner embedded in our ecosystem. And only those uh, Genesis character holders are qualified for mining of our game tokens and even our games token uh, in the future. If uh, uh, if the gamers, if the your holders successfully upgrades the Genesis character's level to uh, beyond a certain threshold. And also, Matrix Link is the third NFT collection that is essentially a, testing pa a test pass 
So only holders of a mattress link the test pass are qualified for participating uh, our uh, our our online test. So we are uh, currently holding uh, organizing our first online uh, large scale online test with uh, more than one thousand or even two thousand testers to be able to 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 be qualified to participate in and. Uh, there will be rankings, two rankings. Uh, the first ranking based uh, purely uh, on the fundamental scores, uh, while the second ranking based on the number of rare items, the rare NFTs uh, that you uh, obtain from opening those blind boxes, etc. And uh, the the test will last uh, for around two weeks. At the end of the test, uh, we will just decide uh, which ones are really those top rank, uh, uh, those top contributors to our rankings. And uh, the the matrix link pass uh, uh, is divided into three categories: the diamond pass, gold pass, and silver pass. While diamond pass has uh, has the pos possibility of adding uh, of adding thirty percent of the points to your uh, fundamental scores, while the silver pass could add for another ten percent. Uh, sorry, sorry, gold pass could add another ten percent to your fundamental scores, while silver pass has no uh, this kind of an incremental effect to your fundamental scores. However, uh, the silver pass is a date, the qualification for being able to participate in our testing rounds and also will continue to serve as a very good uh, ornament piece uh, in uh, our uh, after we officially launch our game in the future. Yep. Love it, bro. Like, um, you are basically doing tons of stuff. And, uh, you know, I will try. Uh, I have the pass, you know, uh, basically softly, but airdrop it to me. I'm going to try, you know, this weekend. Um, you know, it's going to be awesome. I just knew it, right? All right. So, guys, you know, once again, thank you so much for being here. And, you know, so listeners who, you know, I promise that if you guys stay till the end, we have something special for you guys. So, all you have to do is go to the top of the, the whole thing, right? You see a pin tweet there, basically it's PewCast uh, with the link called ref.gg. So all you have to do is basically, I took a snapshot of listeners who are listening right now. All you have to do is click on the link, um, you know, just uh, click, put in your address and mint it. It's basically a pull-up. Um, there's no transaction involved, you know, basically just mint it. And uh, when you collect this, so basically it's every day we will release one. And end of the week, which is usually on Sunday, check out my profile, click on the notification because I will drop a link for raffle. And if you collected, you know, this pull-up, all you have to do is click on the link, join the raffle, and end of the week, we are going to to choose one winner to give them a token airdrop, all right? So this is just something bonus for you guys, you know, while listening on the space, listening to two fantastic or three fantastic speakers here today. Uh, once again, bro, like, I want to thank you guys for coming here, for sharing your thoughts with you guys, uh, with everybody's listening. Um, thank you, Metrics. Thank you, Gamefish, and even Big Time for being here. And once again, guys, um, you know, Thank you for being a part of the Asia Web3 motherfuckers powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia space. With you guys, I believe we are one step ahead in building the most genuine community in Asia. Tomorrow, we will have a different project basically from Polygon. So if you guys you know interested to see what's happening in the Polygon chain, what kind of NFT is minted, you know, 
stay tuned join us today same time every day monday to friday we run this show um, you know we talk about what's hot in the nft market the latest alpha and also invite good projects as speaker so min your po up and see you guys tomorrow um mave gdub and even um tclip do you guys have any questions for them if not we are going to close the space just raise your hand if you guys have any questions nope all good all right uh once again thank you guys for being here hope you guys have a pleasant time of me hosting you and you know let's catch up more in the future all the best take care and bye bye for now <laughs>